We could use your help keeping the Omaha History Podcast going. Please consider becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Go to patreon.com slash Omaha. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. It'll help pay the light bill. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. Often forgotten and neglected by Omaha, there's an area that was home to hardworking folks who for more than a century made their living growing food. It was in the areas known today as the Sherman neighborhood, the old town of East Omaha, Birchwood, and then everything on the Nebraska side of Carter Lake. So, uh, truck farms, tell us about that, Adam. Imagine these uh, Model T Fords, you know, way back in the olden days, that was the vehicle, that was the car if you were going to get a car. And if you were a poor farmer, barely scraping by, it was pretty deluxe to have one. Well, you'd take your Model T and you'd load it down with all the watermelons that you grew that were ripe in a week, and you took them up to the old market. You know, the old market is where they used to sell fruit and Omaha and vegetables and all the different things that the grocery stores are coming by. Well, you take those watermelons up there and you'd sell them and uh, make your money. And then you go back down to the farm and do it again the next week. Or you had a wagon with a mule pulling it and you would load that wagon down with all the tomatoes and a bunch of heads of lettuce and maybe some cabbage and maybe some eggplants or uh, whatever other vegetables you were growing, and you'd put them all across your wagon, and you'd hitch the mule up, and then you'd bring it up the hillside, and you'd go up the uh, 16th Street vi- or the Locust Street Viaduct, and you'd go through the Coons Place neighborhood, clopping along, ringing a bell, and you'd sell your vegetables out the back end of your wagon that way with the mule pulling it the entire time. You might hit Miller Park, you might hit Minnelucy, you might go down to the near north side. But the whole time you're just clapping along and selling out those vegetables. Well, these were called trucks, both the wagon and the Model T. And if you had a farm down in East Omaha, that's the way that you were selling your goods back in the olden days, uh, 100 years ago and longer, uh, was from your truck farm that had all your vegetables. East Omaha was built, and when I say East Omaha, Steve, I'm talking about everything east of the cliffs, east of uh, Florence Boulevard east of 14th Street, all the way over to the river. This area of Omaha was built on uh, the riverbed. You know, the the Missouri River whips around like a snake, still does it, has always done it for thousands and thousands of years. The reason why the Missouri River Valley is so wide and broad is because the river whips around inside of those boundaries of the cliffs on either side. And uh, when it whips around, when it goes back to its original bed or goes to a new bed, it leaves behind silt that it picked up from the river further north and brought down in the water. And that silt makes for really fine planting grounds. Well, most Omahans and most farmers were afraid of those planting grounds because of the prospect of another flood coming. But these truck farmers, they bought cheap. They bought the land cheap and they knew that that's where they were going to make their living. It wasn't a plush living. It wasn't filled with opulence or anything extravagant. For some of these folks, it was actually pretty poor, dirt poor, as they would say, dirt because of the farms. And uh, this dirt poverty was hard, but you could make a living at it and put food on your table with truck farming. So 
East Omaha's truck farms. They weren't the only ones in Omaha, but they're the ones that I'm going to focus on today. Imagine down in these truck farms, you have uh, cows, pigs, chickens, goats, and uh, all kinds of different animals there, in addition to uh, your fruit tree or little orchard and maybe uh, an acre or two or ten or sometimes even 50 acres for production. Well, that's what East Omaha was made of. Roads were carved on the side of people's sections, their 140 acres that they'd claim. The farms would be planted inside of it. Eventually, those sections were broke up into smaller and smaller farms, and they were sold for cheaper and cheaper. And that's how uh, East Omaha's truck farms grew. So the groceries in North Omaha, the individual houses in Omaha, the farmer's market downtown that we call the old market today, that was filled with onions and carrots and radishes and cabbage, rutabagas and turnips, tomatoes and potatoes, beans and peas and sprouts and cucumbers and sweet corn and peppers and all of this extravagance, all these colors, cantaloupes and watermelon and honeydews, well, along with strawberries and gooseberries and blackberries and blueberries. Man, everything was growing down in these truck farms. The whole thing started probably in the 1880s, 1870s, when East Omaha first built up. You know, East Omaha was its own town, like we've talked about in past podcasts. And uh, they had their own railroad and they had their own industries. But the other thing they had was a lot of working-class folks who were just living in uh, uh, small houses down there south of the airport. Well, it turns out that East Omaha also went wove all around the area that's the airport today, all the way north from uh, Locust, East Locust Street, north all the way up to... Uh, ultimately the Missouri River, but you could think of 4th Street and Hartman as kind of carving up that area a little bit. All those were little farms that were scattered around inside of there. All those were little houses and shacks and shanties, but even uh, bungalows and, and other places. Well, they were scattered and they were bigger farms until the 1930s. Around that time, there was a East Omaha Land Corporation that was selling off the land that they owned. And a lot of these uh, truck farms were basically squatters. They were folks who had claimed the land without any title. And they were raising their vegetables and living their life down there. But uh, the uh, East Omaha Land Company wanted to sell the land and make their dough. So they contracted with the Byron Reed Company, and they sold out the land in uh, three to five-acre sections. In order to advertise this, there was a division down there that was called Woodland Acres. And uh, the Byron Reed Company put ads right in the paper that said uh, one farmer raised $427 a year worth of potatoes on one acre to kind of you know, incentivize people to have their vision for their own truck farms. And it worked. Family farms definitely grew up there and sold off to a lot of different folks. Some of the families who were notable from East Omaha at this point with their truck farms were the Stratabuckers and the Sessmans, both of whom were German immigrant families and still have kin in Omaha today. Uh, the Nettlebergs and the Papkeys were farmers in East Omaha with their own truck farms. There were a lot of other people who were involved down there. These truck farmers were also really involved in uh, helping to improve that area in East Omaha. They had a hall that was over at uh, on 16th Street by Fort that uh, was called the Northeast Improvement Club. They rallied together in order to get the dikes built, get plumbing put in, and get roads taken care of in East Omaha, which honestly, there's not a lot of evidence that it worked today because of the poor condition of that area. 
But uh, back then, it was folks like uh, Adolf Bauer and Emil Papke and Virgil Wagner and Louis Vanderpool. They were the ones who got East Omaha recognized as part of Omaha in the first place. It was out in the county for a long time and disregarded by the city. So uh, they were successful somewhat back in the olden days. Well, by the 1960s, the truck farmers had to legitimize. They faced some hard times with the flooding that happened down down around the airport, and uh, lots of the farms were wiped out. Folks ended up moving into North Omaha and beyond. And one of the last truck far- farmers was David Harpster. Harpster had greenhouses over on 16th, uh, right by uh, the uh, Sorensen Parkway, today the Stewart's Expressway. Harpster was there when I was a kid. My family lived in the garden court, trailer court that was right there on 16th. And I used to go next door to play with his daughter in their greenhouses and had a really great time. And honestly, Steve, I can still remember the smell of the uh, fertilizer that they used in the plants. Lots of flowers, but also lots of vegetable starts and different things down there. That greenhouse is gone today. The trailer courts live on, but there's really very little sign of the truck farms that were in East Omaha. If a person drove down Fort Street today, though, and a couple other streets back by Sherman School and in the Sherman neighborhood, they would actually see some remnants. There are still farms that are down there and still farmers who are trying to make it. So take a look and uh, really see what all that meant back then. I would be remiss, though, not to mention the story of one specific truck farmer who was down in East Omaha. This guy's name was Carl Mittenholtz. Carl was uh, born in 1915. His family truck farm was at 16th and Ida. His dad uh, started the place up. Well, he became notorious for refusing to play the police department in order to get the wild dogs that were down there destroying his crops. Carl ended up, when he got married, you know, he helped take care of those dogs, and and him and his uh, wife moved out of the neighborhood. They uh, uh, started a big farm at 49th and Ida Street in North Omaha today that was incorporated as the Omaha Feeding Company. Carl took over the little truck farm that his dad had, and even though he became a uh, Civilian Conservation Corps worker in the 1930s, he went on to get uh, his stuff built up. He built his empire, as it were. Uh, the fruits and vegetables that he grew went to uh, dinner tables and restaurants and picnics all over Omaha. But the guy, Carl Mittenholtz, he realized that he could do even more. It was interesting because in 1951, he opened up the Reed Street Market. The Reed Street Market was open for more than a decade at 20th and Reed and sold vegetables and fruits from all over East Omaha, along with, uh, of course, Mittenholtz's own farm right there. And he really became the big man on campus. He was the guy who led the Save Carter Lake movement in 1953 and really had a lot to do with changing all of East Omaha. Well, eventually he moved out and his farm shut down. And today there's very little evidence that he was ever down there in the first place. But the East Omaha truck farmer's legacy You know, even though it's mostly been tapped and uh, the city has mostly uh, taken care of and gotten rid of all those farms, I I think it's notable to uh, acknowledge that they existed in the first place. These truck farms really helped to establish East Omaha as something special. In addition to the Germans that I'd mentioned earlier, there was also a colony of uh, Italians who were down in East Omaha on these truck farms, the Palazzios and uh, the Agrusa family and uh, several others became notable. Today, uh, that drive around East Omaha is going to show you a lot of things, and you're going to see a lot of remnants. But it's important to remember that East Omaha was built on these truck farms, 
And that's a little history of what they look like. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. <laughs>